Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Welcome into our semi-final episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Haley Sutton, Aisha Morrison, and Jess Navarez with you on this Regular Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jazz. <laughs> um, well, I said semifinal because we we are switching to our off-season schedule next week. So I didn't want to say it's the final episode because technically it's not. But this is our final episode of the 2022-2023 season. Next week we will transition into off-season mode, which means that we will be on your airwaves every Thursday at 10 a.m., which will be a nice switch for us to get up in the morning. I know none of us are morning people, so that'll be fun. So we're going to have a lot of coffee chats, uh, (laughs) try and have some fun in the mornings, get you guys excited. we're not going to talk about Sunday's game. We were just chatting before. We're putting that in the past. It's the bookend. We spent so much time talking about it yesterday. So for our last episode, I thought it was fitting that we look ahead to the future. Obviously, one of the big talking points right now is the hefty list of free agents that are not only you know important to this roster this season, but should be important in the future going forward. Uh, just a couple of names on that list. I'm not going to na- name all of them, but as we know, Tony Pollard, Dalton Schultz, Terrence Steele is on that list, Connor McGovern. As far as defense, you have Anthony Barr, Leighton Vander Esch, Anthony Brown, Jonathan Hankins, Donovan Wilson, and then your specialist, Brett Maher, Jake McQuaid, and Matt Overton, just to name a few. Uh, there's a couple of lists circling around with all the guys on there, Um, So I thought we would have a little bit of fun today uh, on this episode. Obviously, the front agent or the front office has to make a bunch of decisions as far as, you know, whose contract they're working out, who is leaving this organization. As we know, rosters are always different every year. So that being said, we're going to do some sales pitches. We are going to pretend like we are (laughs) pitching to Jerry Jones and Will McClay and all of the guys who make the decision. Aisha is giving me like a death stare. Yes, she is. I'm focused. It's making me feel some type of way. Nah, y'all know. Just over here. Just look at me. Nah, y'all know. I was slipping, so I'm trying to brainstorm. (laughs) Um, But we're going to do some sales pitches. So what I want you ladies to do is uh, pick one person on this free agent list. And you're going to pitch to Jerry why you think that player has to be on the Dallas Cowboys roster next season. Okay. So we're going to let you think. Oh, yeah. You're going to do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to start with Jess. So, Jess, give us your player. Give us your All right. sales pitch. All right. Um, so I'm going to look at this camera, and I'm going to pretend that you, the viewer, are Jerry Jones. Okay? Hello, Mr. Jones. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Incredible start. Thank We're off you. to an incredible start. Do you mind if I call you Jerry, actually? All right, Jerry, thank you for taking the time to meet with me today. Well, let's cut to the chase. It's corny. This offseason, there's one guy, or Wolf Hunter, that you need to line back to the Dallas Cowboys defense. That being the one, the only, Leighton Vanderesh. LVE is the thermostat to this defense that has brought the heat to opposing offenses with 90 combined total tackles in the regular season and 20 combined total tackles in the postseason. Mind you, Mr. Jones, or Jerry, depending on what you want me to call you, oh, God. he didn't play a full regular season either. These numbers were on par to match with his rookie season. Okay. Um, he is the leader that the defense needs on the field to diagnose offensive schemes and making the wolf call, striking the fear of offensive coordinators all across the league to game plan any type of run game when he's on the field or not do that because they are too scared to do so. To put it bluntly, Mr. Jones, LVE is a lean, mean, complete tackling, which is important, machine that deserves to continue wearing the star and continue to get the credit he deserves from Cowboys Nation. Thank you. Thank you for meeting with me today. Wow, a round of applause to Jess for setting the tone. <laughs> Dang, I, I ain't selling nothing. <laughs> He Did I sell you if you were if you were Jerry Jones? A little what would bit. You tell me? I don't know if he gonna listen to me then. <laughs> yeah, after what I have to say about oh, my no. player. So Jess, Jess wants Jerry to know that Leighton Van Der Esch needs to be on this roster next year. I love that. It's a great start, Aisha. Yeah. All right, you're next. All right, I'm not about to do all of that though. I, I'm, <laughs> but yo, Jerry, I had some time today. We should have ended with Jess. That yeah, was great. Yeah, that was really good. I'm, I'm listening. I don't even know how to back that up. But I will say, hey, Jerry. Um, there have been attempts to address the DT position for numerous years here. Clearly, bringing in a ham in Jonathan Hankins, oh. you saw improvement with your run defense drastically, even by a yard almost, when he was on the field. And his ability to take on two blocks, open up the DNs, it, you could see the difference in the defense. And I think he would be essential to continuing this this run defense being on a higher trajectory next season. I don't know if that's a great selling point, but however, Jonathan Hankins deserves to be back on this team. Okay, Ham. Woo! All right, all right. We yes. love Ham. Him go Ham for Ham. Him we do. love that. And he's also a nice human. He's a very he gentle is. giant. Nice he human. Is. Yes. I love it. I'm all sold. Right, yes. You sold me. You, you I'm Jerry did Jones. It. You, you did sold it. me. It's clear evidence that a good, true nose can make your whole defensive line better. Oh my God. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> Let's I love it. that. I love I love that you kind of turned on like your your drive through voice as well. Like, I, I was a waiter for eight years. I, I served. I waited. I worked at Buffalo yep. Wild Wings for eight years. So I mean, I got some practice. Can I get you guys anything else? Can I get you some water? <laughs> no, that's not a good one. He don't look like you think. Jerry just drink water. <laughs> Everyone should just drink no, water. Everyone he literally needs to stay he literally told us or he told in the um on the radio on one oh. through the fan he likes whiskey. Yeah. He's a whiskey guy. He's a whiskey guy. I, I felt that. He's a whiskey that. guy. Maybe give him some whiskey. Say, all right, Loosen here's him up, our sales pitch. Loosen him up, and then he can listen Hankins. to our chaotic pitches. Big Hank. All right, that's my guy. That's Ooh. my hero. All right, we love that. Okay, so I'm going to be honest here. I thought one of you guys was going to talk about Tony. So I chose not to talk about Tony because I didn't want us all pitching about Tony. I, I thought both out. of you were going to pick Tony. Okay, good. Honestly. I just, I just want to let the record show <laughs> that none of us are about to pitch about Tony. However, he is at the forefront of yeah. our mind. I want that to be clear. We can also assume maybe there's a franchise tag possibility with that as well. Perfect. There we just go. wanted to make sure we were on the same page. There we go. Okay, this is my sales pitch, and I'm just going to wing this. Uh, dear Jerry. <laughs> 
This franchise has struggled for so long in the secondary. There's been some incredible guys that have come through in that position, but it's been really difficult to find a core group of individuals who not only mesh well on the field, but are brothers off the field as well. And there has been no better representation, in my opinion, than what you've seen this year with that three-headed monster. To me, one of the most important parts of that three-headed monster, Donovan Wilson. And I'm going to tell you why Donovan Wilson deserves and should be on this roster next year. Donovan Wilson is not the biggest guy in the locker room. He's not the strongest guy in the locker room. He's not the most vocal guy in the locker room. But when you put him on that football field, he is a completely different beast. This is a guy who is going to get up in your face. He is going to hold it down, playing in that safety role. But he has five sacks this season, and that's just with the time that he was allowed to get up in the quarterback's face, right? He's forced two fumbles. This is a guy who is a rocket coming out of that secondary you got to have a Donovan Wilson on your roster. And it's important to know that this is his first year that he's been able to play for a full season. He has 101 tackles this year, 77 of which were by himself. Dolo. Solo, dolo. So when you talk about a guy. (laughs) That's why we about to get kicked off. That's why we only go. Sorry, Jerry. Why we're only once a week. Sorry, Jerry. Let me pick back up where I was here. Moral of the story, Donovan Wilson is a guy who he's established chemistry with the rest of the guys in the room. He's a guy who can be a leader to younger guys coming in, guys like Deron Bland, who also had an impact this year. He's a firecracker. He's a rocket. He's been my MVP all season long. So do me the honor of signing Donovan Wilson to a long-term contract to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm like sold. It. I'm sold. You know Donald's my dude. I love the do me the honor. Like yeah. that mm. nail and coffin right there. Yeah, he was key. He was key this year. I remember talking to him in the locker room and I was like, hey, uh, I'm going to say something, but I want to weird you out. And I was like, <laughs> and because I, I kind of, I ain't going to lie, like I followed Donald in his whole career. So I was a little excited when I first met him. I was like, oh, Donovan. And I remember being like, I think you're this team's Cam Chancellor. And he was like, that's my favorite player. And for him to come through and do so much at the line of scrimmage like he does, Dan Quinn just almost opened up his his uh, his ability, and we got to see everything he was capable of. And I'm, I agree with you. I really hope that Donovan's on this team next year, and uh, people are going to see what he's capable People got to see what he was really capable of with him playing a full season, and he deserves it. Yep. So this list is is hefty, right? I mean, it's going to be difficult. We know that the roster is not going to look the same. It never does. But there's so many guys on this team that, you know, you hate to see them go. You wish them the best of luck. But the reality is, you know, not all of them are going to be here. I know we spent most of our conversation about defense, but some key guys on offense really that I I, I think have a good shot of being back here. Uh, Cooper Rush is a guy, you know, obviously he proved his worth uh, right off of the top of the season. Uh, T.Y. Hilton to me is a guy who I wouldn't mind them if they could work something out uh you know he proved his value uh later on in the season coming in clutch in that eagles game and so on and so forth 
and Connor McGovern yeah, you as might well. Have, you might have to go ahead and yeah, do that. Yeah, Connor McGovern. Like, you know, when you look at how versatile this offensive line was and what they were able to do, to me, he was the guy who was kind of bounced around the most besides Tyler Smith. You know, one minute he's playing fullback and then, you know, left guard, all, you know, everywhere. So uh, there's a lot of guys on their, this list. Are there any other guys who you think you cannot do without on this free agency list? I think Karen Steele, but yeah. it looks like he's a restricted free agent. So there's some different conversation there. So I, but yeah. out of all the other gentlemen, it's that's 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 the guy for me that I think you gotta try to get back in here. Of course, I think it's an interesting conversation around Jason Peters mm -hmm. because he's made such an impact, not necessarily on the field, and he did when he needed to, right? But off the field as well, and just kind of how impactful he's been for Tyler Smith and that growth. If it's an opportunity, and if there's an option, budgets there, all of that. I would love to see Jason Peters return. If not, if, if that's not what how the cards fall or how things go forward, wishing him the best because he really is somebody that um, I, I think at first, you know, it, it made sense. And we said, OK, yeah, that's that's great. Future Hall of Famer. Come on in. But then you really saw the Jason Peters impact. And he made such an impact that at that point we started comparing every veteran that came in here to the impact that they had on those rookies, calling it the Jason Peters impact. So mm -hmm. if we could have another round with Jason Peters if it's available and the option is there I would love that also important to note Brett Maher is a free agent I know that he kind of didn't have the storybook ending the way he wanted to at the end of the year but I think another guy who really proved his worth yep. there were so many question marks in bringing him back and you know regardless uh, I think he had a tremendous season so a lot to keep an eye on I we had Will McClay on the final episode of Cowboys Hour yesterday which was such good information. I know you were there and got to listen in just some of the stuff that he spoke about and the decision making that he has to do. I asked him at one point, you know, because with this being my first NFL season, I think y'all's first NFL season too, we yep. have a tendency to get attached to a lot of these guys, right? Uh, I was talking to Jerron Bland and I went over and gave him a hug and I was like, oh, I'm so proud of you. And he's like, thank you. And so I asked Will, I said, you know, you form this attachment, you form these bonds with these players how do you separate the bond versus, you know, the business? And he's like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you got to be able to think about what's best for the team. You have to be able to think about how you're going to put this team in the best position moving forward. And it's difficult, but that's his job. So I thought that was interesting, too. Uh, something else to note uh, before we take our first break, there are a couple of guys on the free agency list that are have been signed to a futures contract. And I wrote the definition of a futures contract down. I had to do some digging because I wasn't 100% sure. So I'll just share with you guys. A futures contract is essentially, uh, it's a contract that secures a player uh, for the future. It doesn't go in effect until uh, the season technically starts. So the guys aren't under contract until, uh, when is the date on here? I want to make sure I get it right. Um, until the salary cap or the roster limit for the current season is hit. So it's not credited uh, against the offseason 90-man roster limit. Um, it's credited to the following year's salary cap. So there were a couple of guys on this free agency list that were signed to future contracts yesterday, and that includes wide receiver Dontario Drummond, center Brock Hoffman, my guy Alec Lindstrom, center uh, DB Sheldrick Wedron. It's wow, a hard name to say. Sheldrick Redwine and safety Wanye Thomas. So a couple of guys who uh, are pretty confident, they, or the Cowboys are pretty confident that they will make an impact. So they have been signed to a futures contract. So um, a couple other things to keep in mind. I know that was a lot of talking from me, but we'll go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're talking 
coaching. Uh, obviously, our coaching staff has been all through the coaching caravan when it comes to the interviews. So we're going to talk about coaching when we come back on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Ailey Sutton, Aisha Morrison, and Jess Navarez, who has a read for us. Well, just steps away from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters in Frisco, you can visit the Star District, your destination for excellent dining, premier shopping, and exciting events. You can visit thestardistrict.com for more information if you would like to do so. There are some delicious eats in the Star District. That so. What's the coffee place over here? Ascension? Ascension. Very good. Yeah, I Very had their brunch coffee. a couple weeks ago. They have great coffee, great drinks as well. So, yes. Um, it is one of my favorite places to visit in the Star District. Uh, ladies, we are talking coaching. It's no secret that Dan Quinn has been on the forefront of a lot of people's minds dating back to last season and I think even before that too. So uh, to no one's surprise, he has now been interviewed thrice for head coaching positions, the Broncos, the Colts, and the Cardinals, two of which uh, are working on second interviews. Uh, so he is very clearly the front runner when it comes to people wanting uh, to hire him as their head coach, and good reason. We know he spent time uh, as the Falcons head coach for a little bit, maybe not as successful as what we've seen him be as a defensive coordinator, but I think his work speaks for itself when you think about what he's done for this Dallas defense that's traditionally pretty strong, uh, and he has only really made it better. Uh, but I want to open up the floor to you guys. What has made Dan Quinn so successful this season? What has allowed him to – I love the little head nods. <laughs> what has allowed him to help this defense be so successful? Please, one of you, please. Please, hurry up, please. So one thing that stood out to me about Dan Quinn when he got hired was just the language he spoke and how much he seemed like he was invested in – what do these players do well and let me cater to it and that's something that with coaching is i feel like is essential and very quickly you saw these guys buy buy into what he was preaching because you see guys like a donovan like a jaron curse like like even an anthony brown before he was injured 
playing to levels that I think some of us didn't even expect to. So I'm like, this guy understands how to get the best out of players. And I, I really feel like that's half of the battle when you're trying to have a guy in here. He also, the coaching staff around him was fantastic, has been fantastic. Putting guys in position that he feels like he understands are going to echo what he's coaching and I just liked his approach to how he came in the building and tried to even reset what he felt like he did well to cater to what these players do well and how to be successful it's not easily replicated I don't think so yeah they all need to back off that's, that's what <laughs> Absolutely. I want to say uh, Dan Quinn is and that's just me being selfish right I wish him success with whatever decision he decides to make because he deserves all the happiness and, and all of the success. Dan Quinn is the kind of guy that he walks into a room. We've talked about this before. And he doesn't have to demand the respect. He just has your attention. His energy and the way he talks to people like they're people is so special. And, you know, we've talked about this before on here, too, of how he takes the time to get to know these guys a apart from being a football player. He creates these relationships with them and he cares and they've said I mean there's multiple players in that locker room that have said he cares about me he invests in me and this kingdom this Dan Quinn kingdom that he's uh, created is just built on respect that was earned from the second he stepped in here because that's just who he is and um yeah they need to back up like <laughs> Leave him alone. But that kind of leads me. But that kind of leads me to yeah. my next question because I mean I agree with everything you guys are saying. Yeah. I think his biggest strength is is being able to evaluate matchups and sure. to recognize you know okay this is this is what I have this is what we're facing here's what we need to do and so I think that's one of his greatest strengths. His second greatest strength would be the the relationships that he has with the players right. But do we feel selfish in wanting him to stay here? Does that feel like we're holding him back? I mean what. Do we see him as someone who would be a, a good head coach, or do we want him just just to be our DC forever? I think I I've, I mean we I think he has the capability more than anything. I think we are being selfish. Like <laughs> the idea is to get better and to grow in this industry, and and coaches elevating is um it's a part of the game. I think what for us and and I can say me in particular is that to see what he did for this defense, I it, 2020 it wasn't that long ago. And we remember seeing how that defense was constructed. And one thing that he came and did was gave this defense an identity. Mm -hmm. They have an identity. And there are also gentlemen on this team. You can hear he, he scouted their brothers. He, scout, he, he has ties to a lot of these guys in this locker room that were not like before here from their co collegiate time, their time in high school, stuff like that. So he brought connection here in itself. And I think that's more so what – it's hard for Cowboys fans is that I don't know when the last time we've seen a, a change this quick of a turnaround and a defense and for them to have an identity. You know they're going to hit hard. You know they're going to tackle well. You know they're going to rush the passer. We know they're going to take the ball away as they did for two years in a row, which hasn't been done since the 70s. So I think a lot of our feelings are because it's like, this is brand new. We don't want to let it go. Like, this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is real nice. This is real nice. <laughs> yeah. But that's self. it's selfish in the sense that this gentleman has been working his tail off to prove that he can be a head coach, and he deserves that opportunity to do it another time. Yeah, I think he obviously deserves any head coaching position, right? But it, to me, 
it would have to be the right fit for him and what plays up to his strengths as a coach. And we know his strength is the versatility that he brings within this defensive uh, room. And that took, you know, a couple years to build with the coaching staff around him and even the players that that are in this locker room that we've seen time and time again follow him. But what I think the Dan Quinn ripple effect would be of him leaving somewhere else is you have this nice little list right here of free agents and if Dan Quinn leaves, there's been a lot of guys in that locker room that have said, I would follow Dan Quinn. So we, we saw that. We saw that here. Look at look at Anthony Barr, who followed Dan Quinn. Look at just every single person that Dan Quinn has brought in here at some point or another had a tie with them. He brought them here, made the defense better. But it is being selfish because he absolutely deserves to have that shot. And um, I, I think the selfish part of me is saying, well, it's not being selfish because he has a shot to be successful here too. However, however, the offense and special teams need to match that same caliber of a level for him to be successful here. And it's a business. I just really, yeah, I wish him the best no matter what he decides. And that's hard for me to say because <laughs> I'm trying to not be selfish. Perfect segue to the opposite side of the ball. Kellen Moore, as the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, has also had an interview. In fact, he interviewed today uh, with the Panthers as their head coaching job. Uh, he had some noise last week. I believe he was one of three as a finalist for the Dolphins last year before they ultimately uh, went with Mike McDaniel. Uh, but, you know, as as different as Kellen and Dan are from a personality standpoint, I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't think, you know, how successful Kellen has been with the offense this year. I mean, working with a Cooper Rush, a guy who really didn't have any experience as a starting quarterback and, and helping him be successful, finding ways for the offense to kind of thrive around Cooper uh, for a while. They were the top scoring offense in the league. They led the league for most of the year in red zone efficiency. Uh, and they were pretty successful last year as well. So uh, just a lot of things that these offensive coordinators has done have done. But what stands out to you about Kellen Moore? Uh, huh? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't meant to be like that. I was really thinking. Uh, I was really thinking. Um, I... Can you go? Sure. Thank I'll go. Because I think. Um, here's the thing about Kellen Moore is he's young. And that could be an advantage or a disadvantage depending on what team and, and, you know, who else he's around to work with. So, for example, it works within the Cowboys organization that he's an OC because he has Mike McCarthy who has plenty of experience with basically any kind of situation, any kind of uh, coordinator player anything under his belt you also have a Dan Quinn on the defensive side of things you also have Bones Fossil on the special team side of things so being young in this kind of scenario where he has you know people that he's worked with for years in this building he was suited up with them uh, at one point even and then you have the plethora of experience within the other coaching departments it, it helps him grow and it helps him learn at a bit of a faster pace because he's around all that experience so if he's if the right team wants that, sure, it can be a good fit. Um, I, I think you can't take away what he did for the offense this season. Yeah. It's just being younger, it could be seen as an advantage or a disadvantage, depending on where where cards line up for him. But all that to say, um, yeah, I, I also wish him the best wherever or whatever he decides to do next. Yeah, and I also like that. I, I will say that one thing he did this season um, is that he ha showed the ability to work with what he had when he had it. You know, even with 
with the um, start of the season with how much he used the tight ends and how involved they were to help things easier help things be easier for Cooper Rush um, this year in particular him getting Tony Pollard involved in this offense is something that you know we have been waiting to see and there was a con- there was a concerted effort to do that and you can tell that was and then even so seeing how he used CD this year man like a lot of CD's success I mean CD is a baller but a lot of his success was with the fact that Kellen found um favorable matchups across you know across the line of scrimmage had him in motion had him doing things getting him in space and that was impressive just to see the in improvement there and the recognition from him to see what his players did well in that moment um can't discount what he's done for this offense and what he's he's been able to do as far as them you know having continuous scoring being one of the top scoring offenses in the league and I do agree that you know he is youthful and you know that's going to be up to someone who they decide the team if they decide they want to bring in a guy that's youthful and still learning but uh I do think that he he did some good things this season with this offense and he's definitely helped some guys get better in this offense uh to include CD Lamb I know we've spoken before on our pod about uh, our appreciation for Mike McCarthy uh you know and down the stretch there's been some question marks as far as whether or not he's deserving of keeping his job um you know Jerry mentioned in the postseason how, you know, a a loss to Tampa Bay didn't necessarily mean a a loss of Mike McCarthy's job. There's been some national narrative of whether or not he should get to keep his job after the, you know, the disappointing finish to the season this year. But uh, I didn't want to end this block without talking about uh, Mike McCarthy and the job that he's done. I think what makes Mike uh, so interesting but so challenging for the rest of the kind of public to understand is, Uh, Mike's not a guy who is going to show you a ton of personality, right? I think this is the first year that we've really seen who Mike McCarthy is. We saw him dancing with a chain around his neck after that Tampa Bay game. We've seen him be a little bit snappy, but in a a funny way during press conferences. You know, he's built relationships with a lot of people. And to me, uh, my perspective on Mike McCarthy really changed when we did Cowboys Hour with J. Ron Curse. And I asked J. Ron, you know, you were this, you were new to this locker room. You were new. You know, what made you feel confident that you were going to come in and, and and make an impact and and be accepted into this locker room? And he said, Oh, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's the best coach I've ever had. He's so great. He, you know, he cares for me. He looks out for me. And then later on, when I sat down with him at first and ten, he just talked about how his experience with the Cowboys is how he thought that his NFL career would go. And a lot of that was because of guys like Dan Quinn and because of Mike McCarthy. And I think when you've got a guy who has taken this franchise, he started in the pandemic when nobody knew what the heck was going on, right? And he went from a rough <laughs> a rough season in 2020 Oof. to, you know, improvement in 2021 and even more improvement. I mean, like they won their first road playoff game in 30 years, and people are still expecting and think he should be fired. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so odd. ridiculous. It's odd. I, one thing I like about Mike McCarthy is how he, I guess I would say, how he delegates. It reminds me of some of my my leadership in the military that I really appreciated was, I call it like, I call it millennial bosses, where we've seen how it is for our boss. No, I'm just being like, we've seen how it is when your boss is just, at you, at Mm -hmm. you, at you, Mm -hmm. and not trusting you with your responsibilities. And one thing about Mike McCarthy that I I think is that he allows his coordinators to coordinate. He allows those guys, and I'm sure he has input, whatever the case may be, but he brought in a staff later after the 2020 year that he trusted 
that he could trust to do their jobs. And most of these gentlemen that are on this, this, this coaching staff is a good co- it's a coaching staff for the most part, dude. Like, and I felt like he brought guys in here that were going to uphold the standard without him having to be, you know, down their throats and having to be in their business. And so I, that's one thing I appreciate, appreciated about him listening to him is that he lets his, his coordinators coordinate. He trusts them. And I think that allows for you to get the best out of your coordinators when they don't have a head coach or someone that's just down there telling them everything what to do. So, Yeah, and I think when you look at your life and you take a step back and you say, okay, when I'm at work, do I want a boss that's going to micromanage and try to tell me how to do my job, who brought me in here but still tries to tell me how to do my job, or do I want a boss that is going to let me put my skill set to work and, you know, not try to overstep when when it's not needed and it's just a very healthy work environment and that's such a weird way to phrase it but it is a business and it is a work environment to some extent so I think the healthy work environment and the culture that Mike McCarthy has built is just so underappreciated by people that are outside of this building that don't get to see that and don't get to hear how he talks to even reporters or how he talks to the guys and it's just People, realize, people forget that what you see online or what you see on Twitter specifically is, is this much of a spectrum that's about this big. And there's so much more that he does behind the scenes. And, you know, I'm, I'm not gassing him up for no reason. If if I didn't think he was a good coach or didn't deserve to continue to stay here, I would, I would back it up with reason. But that's not the case. He has gotten you winning records for the past two years. He's rewriting history for this team and he's still on the trajectory to go up and up guys respect him and he most importantly something that I learned this season that I have so much respect for Mike McCarthy for is the mental health aspect of things he allows these guys to physically recover yes but mentally he checks in with them it's an ongoing conversation as he says over and over again I just respect the hell out of anybody um, especially in that kind of position who breaks a, a negative stigma around mental health that is there, whether we realize it or not. I also like how open he's been about just the process. Because yeah. a lot about head coaching and coaching, I did not know about until he listened to some of his pressers where he's like, yeah, we're going through this type of meeting. We're doing this. like just so many of the skill things also, too, that he talks <clears throat> about they focus on. I've learned from his interviews this year just the intricacies of being a head coach. And, yo, it sounds like a job. It yeah. sounds like a real J-O-B, like yeah. <laughs> having to manage all these humans. So, yeah, yeah. I appreciate Coach, man. I, I think he's I think he's going to be here, and why not? Yeah, I've, I've appreciated Mike. We do these kind of um, walk-offs after the official press conference on Friday, and it really just gives us about 30 minutes to sit down with Mike. And, you know, sometimes we talk about football. Sometimes it's, you know, just shooting the breeze in the room, uh, just kind of building relationships. It's, it's, of course, all off the record, but it— not every head coach does that. And so I just appreciate his willingness to, you know, always work with us and, you know, always try and make sure that everything is fair and that he's being represented well as well as us. So we love Mike. We appreciate Mike. Dan and Kellen, we will keep an eye out on as far as uh, the coaching caravan continues. But we're going to go ahead and take our final break. When we return, we're talking MVPs. We'll let you know who we think the best players on this team were this season. We'll be right back. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. 
That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. With Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar, you no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups, so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's listen to Jess. All right. We'll get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. You guys get to hear me say that again. Just $20, guys. (laughs) Join us now and get your fan pack exclusive benefits and more for just $20. Visit (laughs) DallasCowboys.com slash United for details to join today. And again, how much? $20. For as low as $20. I sound like that Burger King commercial. Please, no. No, we don't do that here. Oh, man. We don't do that here. I'm on that side of TikTok. I don't know how I got there. We're pivoting. We are pivoting, ladies. I told I was joking with uh, Terrence, our one of our um, awesome camera guys, do it all guys in the locker or not in the locker room in the control room uh, the other day, and I told him I was like, this almost feels like the last day of high school, you know, yeah. like when everybody's like graduating and yeah, you're all, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what this is felt like all day. Yeah. So, uh, final block here. We've got about five minutes or so, uh, and I thought it was fitting just to kind of wrap the season up by talking about some people who re- we really thought. Uh, made the biggest impact on this roster. And so I have four categories, offensive MVP, defensive MVP, specialist MVP, and then character MVP. So those first three are pretty self-explanatory. The character MVP is a guy who maybe did make an impact on the field, didn't make an impact on the field, but he made an impact on you, on the media, on the Cowboys Nation, whatever it is. Just a guy who, you know, had good character, was a joy to talk to, a joy to be a part of this roster. So... Uh, that's character MVP. But let's start with offensive MVP. I'll go first and we'll go this way and then we'll rotate it for defense. Uh, so my offensive MVP this year uh, was Tyler Smith. And I know that that's probably a little bit out of left field given that he's an offensive lineman. But when when you ask anybody on this roster, offense, defense, coach, whoever it is, uh, you know, someone that's impressed them, they all unanimously say Tyler Smith. And we don't need to get into the specifics of everything that he did because we know what he did. He has... He, rotated and he has learned and he has absorbed and he has been so receptive to any and all information you talked about uh jason peters and the impact that he's had on him um 
Zach Martin has spoken so highly about him, Connor McGovern. Uh, really, all of these guys have been so impressed with Tyler. I have been impressed with Tyler. I actually met him earlier in the year last year with a uh, camp that I did with Galvanize with Laura Oakman. And so I had a little bit of an idea of who he was as a person. But it's just been so cool to see him grow so quickly this season. I'm excited to see what he can do next year whenever the rookie hat is taken off and he's just, you know, an offensive lineman on this Cowboys roster. But uh, for me, my offensive MVP is Tyler Smith. I'm going to go CeeDee Lamb because the doubters were doubting at the beginning of the season. And what I loved about CeeDee was when all the OBJ talk was going on, that's really when you saw him come into his own in that Green Bay game specifically. And... I'm just so excited to see him continue to grow on the success he had this season uh, in that wide receiver one spot. And yeah, C.D. Lamb, just giving him all the flowers because he got a lot of scrutiny, a lot of hate, and I, I really am proud of the improvement he made over the course of this season. All right, I'm going to say uh, this is random, but it's not that random. I'm going to say <laughs> Coach uh, Lunda Wells, the tight ends coach. Okay. Ooh. I'm going to say him because... I personally, before the season started, did not see – I knew Jake Ferguson was going to be a dude, but we got to see sparks of him really possibly being a dude. Peyton Hendershot, same situation, right? And what he was able to get out of these young guys um, in this – even, too, with um, Dalton Schultz, I think he's progressed well, like, as a tight end, as a, yeah. a complete tight end with this coach. And I, I think that there are plenty of instances at the beginning of the season and through this season that if you had not had your tight ends even blocking on that offensive line or just being aware, it would have been a different story. So Coach Linda Wells for coaching up these tight ends. I love that. Linda's a guy, too, who, very similar to, like, Skip Pete, the running backs coach, is very uh, adamant about, you know, saying hello to Tracking. all of us yeah. and getting to know all of us. So it's been really nice to not only uh, get to know the players but the coaching staff as well. Great list, ladies. I love that. Let's switch to the other side of the ball, defensive MVP, uh, Micah Parsons. Uh, this is a guy who you put him anywhere on that line, and he is going to be a menace. He is a guy who's in the second year of his career. That will be a very long and very prosperous year. He's young. He's hungry. Uh, his football speaks to himself, but this is also a guy who is juggling fatherhood, who is juggling being a leader and being asked so much of him. Uh, and the stuff that he's been able to do on the field has really, really not only impacted our defense, but impacted the way opposing offenses prepare for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, it's my turn. Yep. Barnacles. We rotated. All right, all right, all right. So uh, my defensive MVP is Deron Bland because I feel as though if he had not come in and took over that nickel spot, this defense was really going to be in a – in a rut, I felt as though, especially with um, Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown being out. So, Deron Bland coming in as fifth-round pick, showing what he was made of, taking the ball away in those key moments. I was very impressed with him, and I think that he could be a key part of this defense next season. Um, I'm going to go with LVE again. Uh, my sales pitch come in full circle here. But <laughs> I'm going to go with LVE because it really showed how much of an impact he has on that run defense when he was out uh, with that injury. But also, it's just you're seeing a new side of LVE that I feel like you haven't seen yet. And that's the leader side of LVE. And um, I'm just so happy to see the success he had this season. And I just will always forever wonder what if he hadn't gotten hurt. He played the full season. If those numbers would have matched his rookie season, because he was on the up and up to do that. But LVE just, it's been such a joy to see the spark 
back in him this season, and I'm excited, hopefully, to see him in the Cowboys uniform doing it again next year. Talking to you, Jerry Jones. All right, uh, our specialist, my specialist uh, MVP is Brett Maher, and I am forgetting that the Tampa Bay game even happened. Uh, To me, Brett was the most improved player as well. Uh, came in with really low expectations. You know, I know a lot of people were kind of annoyed that we signed him, but he really bailed this team out in a lot of clutch situations. And I don't think I saw anything that was much more impressive than him taking back-to-back 60-yard field goals at MT Bank Stadium, one of the most difficult places to play in the league, and drilling both of them with no sweat, no issues, none of that. I think that this is a guy who's only going to continue to grow. I think his price definitely went up, even despite uh, that Tampa Bay game and the anomaly that it was. So my specialist MVP, Brett Maher. Specialist MVP, to nobody's surprise, Kevontae <laughs> Turpin. Um, you know, I just have – when I looked back at this season as a whole and I, I really looked at Kevontae Turpin as the punt returner that he is, I said, okay – When can I go back in time and remember a point where every single time our returner had the ball, I said, he's going to take it all the way. And I couldn't sit there and remember that. There, to me, it, when I started as a fan, there wasn't a time for that. It, it's always been a position where, as as a Cowboys Nation and, and as a fan, I would sit back and watch and be like, okay, wherever the ball lands, that's fine. <laughs> it was nothing that I was actually excited to watch. Cavante Turpin kind of lit this light up in me this season to have a, a an appreciation for that position and how difficult it really is to do, and he's great at it. I mean, this man's been working his tail off, everybody, just completely going and so yeah Kevontae Turpin um absolutely my specialist MVP shout out to Christy Scales for explaining special teams play to us to yeah. understand how intricate it is mm-hmm. and how important yeah. it is um uh, my specialist MVP is uh, Brett Anger I thought he was one of the key um free agent signings of the offseason because he is an extension of this defense um he finished top 10 in the league again <laughs> Again, um, in his average with his average, and I think he had the longest punt of the season with 83 yards. That was the highest of the season. So, um, shout out to him being extension of this defense, put them in a good spot to be able to get after the quarterback. And he's a guy I would like to see back again. Yes, our final category, your character MVP. I am going with J. Ron Curse. Um, I can't tell you my mindset going into this job this is my first time in the nfl uh and while i worked a little bit with the dolphins before i came here i'd never really had one-on-one relationships with players uh to this effect uh and jaron was one of the first guys who was really just open about getting to know me as a person he would take time to just chat with me you know i joked with him that he was my mom's favorite player and that whenever he was out with the the knee injury or the ankle injury earlier in the year I said hey like my mom needs to know if you're gonna play on Sunday and so then every week it just became like oh how's your mom doing or oh you know like well my mom says you need to do this better Uh, so I think aside from what he has done to that secondary and what he has done to help contribute to the defense this year uh, he is a stand-up guy he's a dad uh, he is a tremendous teammate. He is a tremendous friend. And I will always respect that no matter the mood he is in, he always took the time to speak to us and speak from his heart and, you know, speak from a place of honesty and was always so transparent 
uh, with how he was feeling, how he felt about certain things. So I really appreciate a lot of these guys in this locker room. J. Ron Curse is one of the best. Oh, man, that that was my initial one. And I figured both of you were going to say that. But I'm going to I'm going to switch mine because. I'm going to have two. If I'm, I'm cheating a little bit, yeah. I'm going to have Kevontae Turpin and Michael Gallup because those are my guys when it comes to locker room talks who will sit there and explain things to mm-hmm. me. This I, I am a student. MJ was a close second for me. Yeah, I'm a student of this game, and, and I will be the first to admit when it comes to X's and O's, that is not my strong suit. So when I would go in the locker room, I would take advantage to learn more about their positions and have them explain it to me how they see it so that way I could understand it from that point of view. And never once did MG or Kevontae Turpin be like, oh, get away from me, you know, and none of them do that, but uh, mm. sometimes. <laughs> uh, none of them mm. do that, but... <laughs> The, the time that they took, and even that with, with Cavante, we talked a lot about his anti-bullying campaign that he he's a big believer in. And to me, anytime somebody can take time out to do that, I mean, it's it was so cool to hear Michael Gallup asking about my dogs every week, how Wit's doing, how Toby's doing. Um, you know, both of them really took the time to talk to me, explain things to me. But most importantly, something that's really special to me about both of them. They remembered my name. And that seems so small and so simple. But every time I would go in there, hey, Jess, what's up? You know, for for people that meet hundreds of people every day and, you know, for me who I'm not an an employee here, I, I go to the locker room once a week and, you know, shout out to Cowboys PR for allowing us to do that. But they didn't have to remember my name. And both of them, of course, showed that respect. So those are my two, Terp and MG. All right, so uh, for me, it's going to be real random. Y'all don't look at me in that tone of voice. Uh, Quadri Olsen. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Quadri Olsen. He's fantastic. I was not expecting that. I, I know I cheated. No, he's <laughs> uh, fantastic. But that gentleman, how active he this sounds at the sideline, the, the opportunity yeah. to get in to see how things kind of operate over there. He's always so active, so talkative, always encouraging guys. He's always riling up the crowd. And I don't care who you are, everybody need a hype man. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs somebody that's willing to put the fact that they're not out there to the back burner and support you unconditionally as he did. He did it all season. Impressive from him. I loved it from him. And I thought his character showed a lot this season. I talked to Quadri uh, after a week after the DeMar Hamlin incident happened because they played together at Pitt. And so he just wanted to check in on him. And we ended up talking for 30 minutes in the locker room. He told me that he was really interested in doing what we do uh, eventually. So um, I'm hoping that he'll be around next year so we can collab and do some stuff. But very dark horse, very sneaky. I love that. Um, well, ladies, that'll do it for our podcast Lordy. on a regular basis. Lordy, uh, this cry. has been so fun. And I also just want to take a second uh, before we wrap up here uh, to address the loyal fans that we have built. This was such a podcast that was difficult given the stigma of women in sports and women not being able to talk football and only being effective in the kitchen, which is ridiculous. Uh, but working with you guys, working with Jane and Kelsey when she was here, it's just such a testament that there are so many talented people in this world that are women who can talk this game. You know football better than any human being I know. Just your emotion and your ability to tap in with those guys in the locker room is so impressive. So I just want to thank you guys, the viewers, for listening to us every week. I want to thank you girlies for being my best besties and being on this show Uh, and uh, before I start crying I'm going to tap off remember we will be once a week starting next week Thursday at 10 o'clock for girls talk boys talk 
And my final shout out is to our wonderful producer, Jazzy Jazz. Nick Jazzy! In Jazzy. the back. Jazz deals with all of our shenanigans pre, post, and during the show. So, Jazzy, we love you. Thank you. Uh, and thank you guys. That'll do it for Girls Talk, Boys Talk. We will see you next Thursday at 10 o'clock. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!